The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf is being studied in Mishmat Mordekini Yosef Ben Sarah Bemarat Zikrati Yafa Bat Sarah Rabbi Abraham Ben Esther Wahashem Tenichad Ben Aiden Amen. 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 It's called Masechet Baba Kama. Ben Wakadosh, in his uh, laws of Nezikin, made the first three Masechtot, calling it Baba Kama, first gate, Baba Metziah, the middle gate, and Baba Batra, the final gate, all <coughs> discussing laws of damages, each one discussing a different aspect. The Masechet Baba Kama specifically talks about if somebody damages his friend either directly or he damages his friend's property or the property damages the property. <laughs> the laws of damages, exactly how does one have to compensate his friend? The reason why we call it Baba, which is a gate, because the Torah Shebikhtav writes very little about these subjects. So the entranceway or the gate into understanding these subjects is Torah Shebaalpeh. Hence the word Baba. Our uh, Mishnah, Right away begins. avot There are actually four uh, primary nizikin from the Torah types of damages. Hashor vehabor So the first one is short, an ox. We're not sure yet how an ox damages, but we can assume for our purposes it's referring to goring which is the primary way that an ox damages. So shor would be nigiha, nigiha, goring. Vehabor, bor is a pit. Somebody digs a pit or a well in the public domain. Somebody else comes and falls in it, so that would be the digger's responsibility. Vehamma she says, wait for the Gemara to explain what mav'eh means. Vehavir is fire. A person makes a fire and it goes into somebody else's field and causes damage. Of course, the one that set the fire is responsible. So again, the four primary nizikim, shor, bor, mav'eh, Rashi, arba'a avot nizikim, avot kari le'anach dikhtivan bikra behedja. Oh, that's what makes an av, a primary. Whatever the Torah wrote explicitly is an av. Now we know that there's going to be avot, there's going to be toladot. Toladot are offshoots of the primary. There'll be secondaries. I will explain what the secondaries are. Why did it pick this order in the Mishnah? She says, Good. Which means the Mishnah is following the order of the Torah. You look in the Torah first, it talks about Shor, then it talks about Bor, then Mav'ed, then Mav'ed. The Parashat Yishonah, Nemra Beshor, Sheniyah Bebor. This is following an order. Mav'ed, Mepanesh Begemara, Hev'ed, Kitetze Esh. It's about five. Lo Harea Shor, Kareem Mav'ed. The leniency of Shor, this is a different type of Lo Harea. The leniency of Shor, it's not like the leniency of Mav'eh. And the leniency of Mav'eh, which is both have their own unique leniencies in them, and therefore I would not be able to learn one from the other. If I would just have written Mav'eh, I would not be able to learn Shor from it. Or Shor, I cannot learn Mav'eh. Because since one is more lenient in a certain aspect than the other, so I'd say maybe the Torah only says Yahayav in Shor. Maybe Mav'eh, you'll be patu. That's what I have to say, Mav'eh. And if it would have said Mav'eh, it has a leniency. And therefore maybe, uh, uh, has a leniency, but Shor has a bigger leniency. Therefore maybe only Mav'eh and not Shor. So if it had to write, both. Look at the way the Tosafot understands this line. It's the third Tosafot. Lo area Shor karea Mav'eh. Perush en kulato shel Shor. 
It's referring to leniencies. Okay, and that's the interpretation. Look at the Mishnah's continuation. So I read the second line again. Now take both of them. Shor and Mavre, Sheesh Bem Ruachayim, both of them have a commonality that they're both uh, damages that are done by living beings. Shor is the ox, and Mavre also is another damage that the ox does. It was both done by living beings. So I say in that case, maybe it's Hayab, because it's done without any help, which means the living being himself inflicts the damage. Ish, as opposed to a fire, Sheesh Bo Ruachayim. It doesn't have any life. And it needs an external uh, factor to help it do its damage, namely the wind. And therefore, I would have said if Shor and Mav'eh is Hayab, maybe Ish is not. So that's what I had to say. Ish. And take all three. Shor and Mav'eh and Ev'eh. Shedarkan li'lech At least the commonality with those the three things are is the derech is for them to go out and Damage. The board just stays where it is. It doesn't go out and damage. It stays where it is. So I might have thought maybe board is going to be. So therefore, it had to say, I would not be able to learn one from the other. What is the commonality that all the four Avot have? Their way is to damage. There is the derech for them to damage. It's a normal damage. And number two, you're obligated to watch these things. You've got to make sure that your shore doesn't damage and your board is, doesn't, people don't fall into it. You've got to make sure the ish, etc. You're responsible. You're, you're obligated to watch these things. And when they do damage, and when you damage from one of these ways, you're going to have to pay. How? The metava aris. Metava aris means the, the choice land. Edit. Damages pay from the choice land. Now, as she told us in the beginning over here, everything's following the order of the Torah. Shor was written first, then Bor, and then Mavaeh, uh, and then Hivaeh. However, in the Loharez, when it was comparing one to the other, it changed the order a little. It said, Loharez, Shor, Kareh, Right away, you jump one. To number three. Why do you go in order? Why do you say, Lord, Ashur, Karebor? Why don't you follow the order that you started with the, in the opening of the Mishnah? So that she deals with that. Look at that she in the fifth line. Lord, Ashur, Karebor, Kilomar. Iketav, Rahman Ashur. Torah would have just written, Shur, Lo Nafik, Mavayim, Nine. Yeah, I wouldn't have learned Mavayim. The Gemara is going to tell us what the Kulot are. And what each one has that the other one doesn't. We just need to know the, the skeleton of exactly what the Mishnah is saying. If it wouldn't have said this, I wouldn't have known that. I mean, I would not have learned Mavayim. That's why I had to write it. That's why I chose Mavayim in his first comparison. I didn't follow the order. I should have said, I should have because one of the uh, categories that the Mishnah wanted to give us is what? Is that these things, these things have what? Ruachayim, bor that doesn't have Ruachayim. Uh, which means it wanted to start comparing or Ruachayim. They wanted to classify the Ruachayim ones, the ones that have life, against Ish. If it would have showed, would have said bor right in the beginning, then already you don't have that uh, compressor. The Mishnah is going in a system. The Mishnah wants to say, Shorim Mavayim. Okay, now I, I wouldn't have been able to throw one from the other. Now let's put both of them together. Oh no, Shorim Mavayim, they have something that is common. They have the Ruhayim. And I would not be able to learn Ish from that. Oh, now put Ish with them. They have something in common that what? That they are Darkan Lilechulazik, Kareabor. So the Mishnah wanted to go in order. So if, if it put Bor right in the beginning, already Bor already has no Ruhayim. So you would not be able to get to that progression of Ish. Now the truth of the matter is, you could have written in the Torah just Bor. You didn't have to write uh, Ish. And we'll be able to learn that from that. But the uh, Gemara will, will deal with that. 
exactly what you need each one to be written, but that's the style of the Mishnah. They are born in Boruachayim. Right? Which even though they both have Ruachayim, Shor and Mav'eh, Lo Nafik Had Mehavre. That's Hadush itself. Which means even though Shor and Mav'eh both have life, I will not be able to learn one from the other. That's Hadush in itself. So there's two reasons why the Mishnah picked Shor and then Mav'eh. Number one, because it wanted to pick items that have life to compare it against ash that doesn't have life. If you already would have picked board, already you picked an item that doesn't have life already. So therefore you would not need to learn ish. So pick short and and furthermore, short and both have life. And the hadush in that is, both have life, what can I learn more from the other? Still, the kulab, this is not like the kulab. That even though they both have life, I would not be able to learn one from the other. Okay? next the Lokad Vedahmanat, the Torah did not write specifically Ish, Aba Amina di Patir. I would have thought Ish is indeed Patur. Loze Vaze Elushiloshtan. Shor Mavae Hevair Shidarkan Lilekulazik. Which would you need to send a Shave? Once the Torah wrote me all four, what is the Mishnah to come and tell me? What do they all have in common? Whenever you study what they all have in common, it's coming to include something else. The Torah will tell us what it's coming to include. Eidit is the choice. The best property after Yigbedim is they call Imrot Sid the Frodo Karka. Again, if he wants to pay money, but he has to pay it from the Eidit, which is the Metava Aris, which is the choice fields. Okay, that is the Mishnah. Look at the top, uh, top lot of Tosafot, just gives a, a, a technicality and style of the Mishnah. It duchta de lo tani hen kemohacha, which means sometimes the Mishnah will give you uh, the number and then say the word hen. For example, the Mishnah could have said arba'a avot nizikin hen. Sometimes it doesn't use the word hen, as in our Mishnah. It can go either way. In our Mishnah, but we can give a logic to what says why it doesn't say the word hen. Because really the Mishnah is supposed to be read not specifically just as the number. There's four Avot Nizikin, period. No. The Mishnah is to be read consecutively. Arba Avot Nizikin and Shelore Izeh Ked Izeh Velore Izeh Ked Izeh. Which means the purpose of the Mishnah is not to list necessarily the Mazikin, but it's to teach us that one would not be able to be learned out of the other. And therefore... The purpose is to be to read it as a flow. Arba avot nizikin and the four avot nizikin that we know already from the Torah. No harezek harezek, but no harezek harezek. One would not be able to be learned out of the other. That's the way the Tosafot says. Bishlomar shelo ba ela lagid arba avot talalu lor izeh ker izeh. The point is not to give you the number. The number I know from the Torah. I can't read the sefer. The explanation is the lor izeh. So you're reading it as a Lo, comes again and says, Midiktani Avot. The fact that the Mishnah says Avot, Toladot. Oh, we make a simple implication. If there's Avot, there's got to be Toladot. There's got to be secondaries. So the question is, Toladotehim Kayotsebahim, Olav Kayotsebahim. Do the Toladot follow the same rules as the Avot or not? What would be the same rules? That you have to pay, that you pay from Edith, that Shemiratana Alecha, whatever the laws are in the Avot, these four, must be the Toladot. There's things that are similar to them. What's the law? Are the Toladot like the Avot or not? We've seen two cases where there's Avot Shabbat and Tum'ah. Shabbat has Avot, and Tum'ah has Avot. Let's go to somewhere we know already. And see if we can compare Nizikin to either Shabbat or Tum'ah. Now we start with Shabbat. We know Shabbat is 39 Melachot. Those are called Avot Melachot. Where do we learn those Melachot from? Whatever they did in the Mishkan. Gabesh Shabbat Tenan. We learned by Shabbat. Avot Melachot Arba'im Haser Achat. Arba'im Haser Achat 39. Avot. It says Avot. Mechlal Deika Toladot. Must be on Shabbat. There's also a concept called the Toldah. Toldotehen ke Oh, and the Toldot are like the Avot. 
meaning la shena ab hatat la shena tolda hatat meaning if a person commits an av melaka bishogeg on Shabbat I have to bring a korban hatat for that matter if he made it tolda of that av he also has to bring a korban hatat so in that aspect they're the same la shena av sekila if you did the Abba Mezid with Hatra'ah, with warning, and witnesses, I have Sekila. Similarly, if a guy did the Tolada'ah with witnesses and Hatra'ah, also be Hayab Sekila. My Ika bin Av the Tolada. So then, what's the Afka bin If you tell me they're all the same, whether you did an Av or Tolada, so what do I need the classification? This is called an Av, and this is a Tolada. Basically, logically, they're all the same. Oh, <laughs> If a person did, let's say, two avot together in one in one forgetting of Shabbat. For example, he did Horesh Zoraya. Okay, two different melagot. toladot Or he did two toladot of two different avot. Right, he did a tolda of Horesh and a tolda of Zoraya. Mechayev akol chada v'chada. He's chayav achatat for each one. In one forgetting, they get you on each av or each tolada of different avot. But if a person did choresh, and then he did the tolada of choresh as well, in one forgetting, that's all considered one. No mechayev el achada. It's only going to be chayav one korban. Oh, so therefore it's supposed for me to know what's called the tolda. Because the tolda, stuff coming up, I did it in the av and the tolda, I'm only going to be hayab. One. Would there be el ya'izid the mechayib at tolda b'mkom av? But according to the bin ya'izid, that says that a person is hayab. Even if you need an av and a tolda, you hayab to. So therefore, what does he need to be, what does he need to call the toldot for? What's the nafkamina? Sikila, ya hayab. You did both of them in one alim, you have to. So what is he calling him Toldot? Amai Karile, Amai Karile Tolda. So Gibara says, Hak the Ava the Mishkan Hashiva, which means any Melacha that was in the Mishkan, and the Melacha was considered a Melacha, Hashuba Karile Ab. He called it Ab. Which is an melacha that was in the mishkan, but was not considered a melacha hashuva, a significant melacha karile toda. They call it a toda. So according to this opinion over here, it's more uh, just you know whenever not, not every from this kibbutz comes out not every melacha that was in the mishkan necessarily made it to the Lamitim Melachot. We always thought, Lamitim Melachot, whatever they did in the Mishkan, to build the Mishkan, that's an Av. No. A Melachot that was in the Mishkan, that was Hashuv, seems to have to have a, a certain significance, like the Gemara Shabbat said, they did this, therefore it's Hashuv to do this. But it was picking only the items that were significant. So therefore those items that were in the Mishkan, that were Hashuv, that's called an Av. And the items in the Mishkan, uh, that uh, were not, they're not counted, but... They're a Tolada. Halakhically, there's no difference. Halakhically, Avot, Toldot, all the same thing. It's just for classification purposes. So you know which is the Av and which is the Tolada. That's the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. Okay, that's the way he learns. Good. Good. Comes the Gibran, continues. Look at Rashi. Beginning of Rashi. Hatat shogeg. Good. Sekila v'mezid. Yavit shte avot v'shogeg. If you did two avot v'shogeg, mechayev tarte hataot. You mean two hataot. Go mechayev el hachada. But if a person did an avon atolada, he only brings one. Av melacha. Avon atolada didei lo mechayev. Right? You bring an av for one for the av, and he's coming. Ule b'riyaz mechayev tarte. Okay. Very good. So comes the Gavran says. So basically by Shabbat, we have Toladot 
הם תולדותיהם כיוצא בהם. זה תולדות ואבות הסימולות. That's one example. Now let's go to a different situation. The next situation is גבי טומאות תנאנס. We learned by the laws of טומאה. אבות הטומאות. There are certain items that have a deen, they're called an av ha-tum'ah. What's an av ha-tum'ah? Ha-sheretz, ha-shekvazera, v'tamemet. Toldotehem, lav k'yoseh bahem. Okay, now what is, we know what sheretz is. Sheretz is a sheretz. One of the rodents that the Torah says, in its death, emits tum'ah. Somebody touches it. Sheretz, then ha-shekvazera. Shekvazera itself, person uh, uh, has uh, Shekvazera in the mission himself has Tum'ah, or the Zera itself has Tum'ah. And then you have a Tamimit. What is a Tamimit? That's she, top line. Mishin Agavimit. What's the status of a Mit itself? Mit is Avi Avot HaTum'ah. Somebody that touches the Mit becomes an Av HaTum'ah. Because that's an Av. All these are Avot. That's she. Av HaTum'ah, the Mit Atmo, אבי אבות הטומאו, ונוגע בו, אבי אב הטומאו מטמא אדם וכלים. אז כאן רולס אגן. אן אב כמטמא אנדר מיומן ביינג, תמק אמי ראשון, או כמטמא כלים, וסל, זה הכתיב, כל אשר ייגע בו הטמא יטמא. והעיקרה בטמא מת כתיב. That anybody that touches somebody that became טמא from a mate will become טמא. ומשהו, זה מטמא אדם. זה הכתיב, והנפש הנוגעת. Good. Now the Gemara says, Todotem Lavka Yosebe. What's a Todav and Av? Todav and Av is a Rishon, which is what the Av touched. Now that item becomes a Rishon. The Rishon does not have the same ability to metameh like the Av. Why? The Ilu Av metameh Adam Vecherim. The Ilu Toldot Ochlinu Mashki metameh. Adam Vecherim no metameh. A Rishon has only the ability to metame ochel, food stuff, ochlin or mashkin. But a Rishon cannot be metame adam vechelim. Oh, so you see a case of what? That avot and toladot, and the toladot are not similar to the avot. So the Gemara says, Hachamai, oh, back to Nizikin, Arbavot Nizikin. We know it is toladot. Is the toladot similar to Shabbat? Or is it similar to Tum'ah, Achamai, Rashi? Achamai. Toldot de Shabbat, Avi Ka'avot. Toldot de Tum'ah, Lo Avi Ka'avot. Ba'acha, Toldot de Nizakin. Mai? Mi Amrina, Toldot Ka'yotze Ba'em, La Shena Av, La Shena Toda'a, I Mizik Meshalem, O Dilma, Lo. She's even going so far to say, Maybe to be a Hava, I mean, to say you don't pay it all. Maybe on Toledot, there's no pay. Maybe only on Toledot, you pay on Abut. Comes Gibran says, Amar Papa, Papa says, Yesh mem ka yotzebem, Yesh mem lav ka yotzebem. Okay. Some yes, some no. Some Toledot are similar, and some Toledot are not. That she, the Gibran is going to explain that she says. Tanu Rabbanan. And Tosfot says, what is this Belaita doing in the middle of this here? Tosfot, second Tosfot, if seek, but Belaita says, what is this Belaita doing in the papa? Ah, yeah. So when the papa told me, sometimes the Toledot are not like the Avot, but this Belaita is going to give me an example. Where Toledot say, him, Lavka Yotzebahim. Where the Toledot are not like the Avot. Let's see the Belaita. Tanu Rabbanan. Shlosha Avot. Ne'emru Beshor. When we say short, short includes three primaries. Not only one primary. There's three primary avot nizikin in just the word short itself. Meaning a short can damage in three primary ways. Number one, hakirin. Sure, that's just, that's obvious. That's the horn. Right? It gores. Vehashin. It could also damage with its teeth. Right? Can bite. Okay? Uses the teeth to damage. As she says, le'echol, by eating. Ve'aregel. Okay, regel can kick. Kick, trample. As she says, le'dros, le'shbore te'kelim. 
Now the Gemara has to analyze. Where do we know all three? Keren minalan. How do you know Keren? What's the source? Gemara says we know the Tanur Banan. Kiyigah in the Torah itself. It says Kiyigah Shor Et Ish. Okay, Kiyigah in the Gihah Ella Bekeren. Vocabulary. How do you know the word Nigiha is horns? It's for granted. Nigiah. What is Kiyigah? Nigiah. No, the Torah doesn't. Nothing is for granted. You know, Torah says Kiyigah. Sure, maybe Kiyigah means he, he bit him. Maybe Kiyigah means he trampled the guy. Because Torah says no, no. Kiyigah means horns. How do you know? Chneimar. Ya aslo sitkiya ben kenaanaya karne barzet sitkiya ben kenaanaya. All right, carriage out of the Nevi'im over here. Made for himself karne barzel. Karne barzel is horns made out of barzel. Bayomer. Ko amar Hashem. And God said, Be'ele tenagach et aram. With these horns, like he made a hat, a helmet that has horns on it. So he said, God told him, with these horns over here, you are going to gore uh, aram. So you see what? Horns are connected to the word negiha. Ve'omer, and we have another pasuk in the Torah that says, Bechor Shoro. When Yaakov Abinu was blessing uh, Yosef. Yosef, actually when Moshe Rabbeinu was blessing Yosef, Bechor Shoro Adar Lo, Vekarne Re'em Kanav, Bahem Amim Yenagah. That says, Vekarne Re'em, and he has the strength, the Karnaim, the horns. Of the aim, which is a ferocious big animal. <coughs> and what is he going to do with these horns? Oh, so we see the word yinagah is related to horns. My Omer, what did I need the second pasuk for? Seemingly the first pasuk of Sitkiyab and Kena'anaya, those horns that he made, and God told him, with these horns, go and the gore Adam. What was the matter with the first pasuk? What is the second pasuk? Maybe we're trying to learn a Torah no story over there since he has in the Navi. Maybe you can't learn a Torah law from a story in the Nevi'im. The Torah and the Kabbalah. The Kabbalah means Kabbalah means from the Nevi'im on the Ketubim. That's why Tashema, Bechor Shoro, Hadar Lo. That's why you need a second pasuk to teach me why. It's even in the Torah, by the way. Torah to Torah. The Gabbalah says, Behai, Melafu. You're not learning it from there. It's just a definition you're learning from there. Gilui milta is a revelation. I'm not learning keren from Sitkiyab and Kenanaya. Keren I know, Nigiha I know, because the Torah says, Kiyigah. All I'm doing is learning Pirusha Milim. The Gabbara says, Pirusha Milim, interpretation of words I can learn from the, the prophets. You can't learn the halakha. So therefore, the Gabbara is back to the question. What did you need two Pesukim for? And don't tell me because the first one you're learning, you can't use because it's from the Nevi'im. That's not learning from the Nevi'im. All the Nevi'im is doing is defining to me a terminology. So what do you need the second Pesuk for then? Ela Maudetema. Ki parigrachmara ben tam lemuad. We know when it comes to the damage of Shor, there is a difference between a short tam and a short mu'ad. That we're going to see clearly written in the Torah. The first three times a short damages, the damage, the payment is chatzinizik. The owner does not have to pay full damages. However, once already he damages three times, now the short becomes a mu'ad. Now the owner has to pay full damages. Okay, so there's different nafkaminot between a short tam and a short mu'ad. So I would have said like this. Keep bin tam mu'ad in short. And that, by the way, that difference between a tam and a mu'ad is only said by the short. Whatever short is. Now we're learning short is what? Goring. So I would have said, what type of goring is there a difference between tam and mu'ad? Ali midi bitlusha. I would have said maybe when the horn is detached. Just like the Pasuk of Tzidkiyah bin Kena'anaya, he made for himself horns. Correct? Were the horns attached to him? No, Tzidkiyah bin Kena'anaya was a human being. He made a, a helmet that had horns on it. 
So I would have said that maybe the shore of the Torah is similar to the horn of Zizkiah, where the horn is detached, meaning the shore took the horn and put it in his mouth and ran and gored with it in his mouth. And since that's not the normal way of goring, that's why the Torah makes a difference between tam and mu'ad. But if it's attached, Maybe off the bat, even the first time, what? Full damages, and they have to make the full payments. Hashem says the second bazook, Bechor, Shoro, Adarlo. They tell me that no, that even he's attached, like a regular short, Bechor, Shoro, Yosef is compared to a short. And he calls his horns what? Nigiah. No difference. And therefore, there's Tam and Mu'ad as well, even by attaching the Sederich. Doesn't matter. There's no difference between detached and attached. Each one is teaching me a bigger Hidush. Look at Rashi. Rashi. Ela. Actually, let's start from where we left off. Be'elit tenagahat aram. 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 We're not learning anything from the Rebbe'im. No halakot. It's just a revelation. Whenever it says the word Nekiah, it refers to Kedem. That the Torah made a haluk. Right, the first three times called time you only pay half damages. The animal took the show, the 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 the, the, the horn and put it in its mouth. And went and gored uh, like that. When I had Adam, but died, no mishlem tam kolenes, which would be in der kavikach. I would have said maybe it's not. The derech below ayale barim mishmor bedavarze. You don't have to. You don't have to protect uh, from such a you know an awkward type of damaging. Ava meoberet deulchau emakulamu editi. I would have thought that maybe if it's attached, even the first goring is derech, and therefore you pay. Well, afidu betchila mishlem nezik shalem. Gemara says, give you four. Negifa, Neshika, Rebisa, Be'ita. Let's go one at a time. Negifa, Rashi says, Shedachava, Begufa, Bezika, Bekavana. It damaged with its body. <coughs> but it, it leaned against something intentionally to damage. With its body, pushed. Rebisa, Rashi says, Right, it, 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 it was walking down the street, it saw Kelim, so it squatted down on the Kelim with intention to break them. It just kicked with its feet. And then this Shikha we know is biting. Now, why are these Toldots? So that she says, because the Torah always have to have similar properties. What's the similar properties? Hashim. The Kavanatam Number one, all these Torah are Kavanah Lazik. They have intention to damage. The animal does not have any Hana'ah in these damages. When it sits on Kelim to break them, there's no benefit. It just damages. It's even biting. It's not eating. It's just biting. And it destroys and it's not such a common type of damage. That's why the first three times where the Betin did not want it, 
in a mishlemet nezik shalem. So therefore, you have keren, that's the horn, that's the ab, and then you have uh, pushing, right, negifa, biting, neshika, you have libitza, uh, that's crouching on the item and break them, beita, all these items are similar to the father, to the ab of keren, kavanah lazik, Adam was intent. Uh, it's not such a, such a common uh, uh, damage. That's why you can make a haluk between Tam and Muad. And there's no Hana'ah. Comes again, Baran says, Ma'ishinan Nigiha Dekari La'av. Now, w- w- why did you call Nigiha and Av? Dikhtib, Ki Yigah. That's what says, Ki Yigah. And we proved already from Pesachim the word Ki Yigah means with horns. Nigifan Nameh. Ketiv. You look in the Pasuk, it also says the word Nigifa. Kiyigof. The Pasuk says, Bechiyigof shor ish et shor re'ehu. So the word Nigifa is written in the Torah as well. So therefore, why did you tell me that? Oh, you know why Nigifa is an av? Pasuk Kiyigah. For that matter, it says in the Torah also, Kiyigof. So therefore, Nigifa should also be an av pushing. Give us a no. Hi, Nigifa, Nigihai. This Nigifa that's written in the Torah is really referring to goring. How can that be? Detanya. Patah ben Nigifa, the siyim ben Nigiha. There's two damages in the Torah by Shor. One pursuit is Kiyigof. Shor ish is shor ehu. Okay? The other pasuk is <coughs> referring to what? Ki yigah. That's the end of the pasuk over there. For the next pasukim. Right? Oh, no da ki shor nagah. It starts off with nigifa and ends off with nigiah to teach me what? No mardecha. Zui nigifa. Zui nigiha. It's the same thing. In the Pasuk, Nigi'a and Nigi'fa are synonymous, referring to horns. That's why the Torah uses them as interchangeable. So comes again, Moran, to Gadashi. Patah be Nigi'fa. First white line. Ki yigof shod isha shod e'ehu. But one shod damages another. Nesiyem b'nigi'a ono da ki shod nagahu. Ve'lo ketif ki shod nagahu. Ela nagah. Lo malecha. That when it says Nigifa, they're referring to pushing of the body. Now, maybe I'll tell you no. Maybe Nigifa is the Av, and Nigiha, the Pasuk, means Nigifa. Go the other way. Which means maybe I'll tell you Nigifa means pushing. And when it says the word Nigihan, the person also means pushing. And therefore, I'll make pushing an av. Not that way. Now, I can't because already I proved to you that the word Nigihan means goring from the Pesukim, from the Navi, and from the Chorchoro. So Nigihan is not up for the determination. That's not up for interpretation. Nigihan is what it is. Hadush's Nigifa is Nigihan, the Pesuk, that's goring. And uh, everything else is a Toldah. Ma'i shena gabe Adam. Now, when it, you have two types of shor, <coughs> one shor damages a human being, and another shor damages a shor. An ox can gore a man, and an ox can gore a animal. Yabal says, when it comes to Adam, the Torah uses the word ki yigah. When it came to animal to animal, he used the word ki yigof. Why? Standing once in a while. Why? Why mehalik in terminologies? Right? Adam, the itle mazala, ketiv ki yigah. Man that has a mazal. So I use the word ki yigah. Be'emadelet la mazala. An animal does not have mazal. Ketiv ki yigof. What is this referring to? Adam eat le mazal, bema let le mazal. Rashi. Look at Rashi first wide line. Adam, 
דעית למזלה שיש לו דעת לשמור את גופו. She's interpretation here. Mazal meaning he's, he has brains where he's able to protect himself. Ketiv ki yigah devaday nitkaven asur lehara uba'ala bekowach. The word ki yigah is a more aggressive terminology. Because to go after a human being, the animal has to be more aggressive. Because Adam itle mazala. He has the ability to protect himself. So for the short to damage him, it has to be more Aggressive, more intent. Hence, by Adam that's being damaged, it'll say ki yigah. Aval nigifa, havi madon. Nigifa is also in the gore, goring. But that, havi masra shemitzao, omed v'dachafo b'kanav. Yeah, a more, he saw him standing, he just uh, gored him. Less, uh, less aggressive. Because to an animal, it's easier to damage. Because in law, Mazamin does not have the da'at to protect itself like a human being. That's the first interpretation. Shnah harina, itle mazala, ve'eno noach lamito b'ngifa, di'id de'ifat keren me'at. Adam has mazal, which means it's not so easy to kill Adam. Adam is harder to kill because he has what's called a mazal, Therefore, with a little ne- negifa, which is like a, 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 a short uh, a goring, eh, it's not going to get him so much. To kill a man that has a mazal, it's got to be a, you know, a plunge into the, into, into the guy's uh, you know, body. Mashenken an animal in the mazal. Okay, so if you with a negifa, it can, it can get him. Now, the way they explain this mazal, that a human being has a malach. That is uh, next to him. And therefore, this malach protects him. That's his mazal. And therefore, the malach is literally a guardian angel. Therefore, it's harder to kill him. We're, we're a human We're a um, animal. Animal does not have this malach that is protecting. That's the way they explain the second part of the Shia. Whether he has a malach or not. Comes the Gemaran continues. Okay. Oh, and from this, by the way, we learn a chidush. That it's harder to kill a man than to kill an animal. There's a chidush that comes out of this. The mu'ad le'adam avi mu'ad le'behemah. The mu'ad le'behemah do avi mu'ad le'adam. Right. That means, if an animal killed three times a man, he's already a mu'ad or damaged three times a man, already automatically is considered a mu'ad for a behemah. Because if he already did something, the harder damage, he becomes already warned for the lesser damage. Which means, when we say he has to gore three times, so he gored a man three times. Who makes him necessarily a mu'ad to an animal now? He never gored an animal. So maybe the next time he gores an animal, he's considered the first time of an animal. And if he wants to pay, half damages. No. Once already he gores a human being three times, that's the harder one. So automatically he's considered a mu'ad off the bat for a bema, but the opposite would not be. If he gored an animal three times, it would not necessarily make him wild for a human being. Because he did the easier damage, doesn't necessarily make him a mu'ad for the more difficult damage. Now let's read that sheet. We're going to see one, two, three, fourth line. Ve'agav urcheka mashmalan. Kera. Medetala nigiha be'adam. Ve'nigifa be'behema. De'mashma. Nocha hiya be'ema lamut. Mena'adam. That's easy for the animal to die. Mashmi'inu deshor amu'ad laharog et ha'behema. Gimel pe'amin laharog. She's learning it. That is sure. Killed an animal. Three times, does not make him a mu'ad by an adam. We have a law that says that if a short tongue kills a man, so the man does not have to pay what's called kofir. The owner of the animal does not have to pay a penalty. They just kill the animal. They kill the animal, and then it's over. 
However, so if he, let's say, killed three animals, now he kills his first man, no coffin. The man does not have to pay. What are they going to do to the animal? They're going to kill him. Now, let's say it, it, it escaped its killing and went and killed yet a second guy. Wow. So it would still be considered a tam, even though it killed three animals. Animals does not make mu'ad for Adam. Continue. You killed the shore and the owner of the shore is clean. Clean from what? Doesn't have to pay. By, by short muad that kills it says, and the owner is put to death as well. Now we know you don't kill a man for what his animal does. So when it says it means that the owners have to pay. Now, can I ask you a question? <laughs> you pay the amount of money that man is worth, based on whatever bit he evaluates. Who do you pay that money to? The Yoshav, his inheritors. Okay. Now, give me a case, the opposite. If, a per, if an animal is a mu'ad for... Adam, he'll be a mu'ad for behemah. Meaning, he killed the guy three times. He killed A, he killed B, he killed C. <laughs> now if he kills a, a, an animal, right away he's considered a mu'ad. Ask your question. I thought the killing him after the first time. So the explanation, he said, I mean, he killed him. The explanation is he escaped. That's what she tells at the end. Which means before Betty was able to get the animal, he went and killed A. They're about to kill him, he escaped, killed B. He escaped, killed C. And before they killed him, he, he killed an animal now. Wow. So he's considered a mu'ad. They're going to put him to death. But they get the animal, he's considered a mu'ad as well, even though it is the first time. Right, as she says at the end of that, as she says, Shelo amad bedin, ha'chelagastos pamim, shelo neskal miyad, shemit harishon. Comes again and says, you told me biting is a toda of kerin. What do you mean? The kaura nishicha should be part of shin. We're going to learn, and according to one opinion, the word mavae. That was one of the nizikin. Shor, bovor mavae mavae shin is the damaging of the teeth. So seemingly shin should be part of. The shikha should be part of Shin. No, no. Shin yes Shin is eating. Eating as hana'a. This is biting. So if you gotta go court the properties. Kaden has no benefit. So biting also has no benefit. Eating different items. The bitsa ubeita. The bitsa is what squatting, which it does with its legs, because the legs go down, right, and sits on it. Beita is mamash kicking. So that's the regeli. That's part of regel, which means one of the interpretations is mavre means regel, damages of the leg. So seemingly beita and the bitsa should be part of regel, not kidding. No, regel is a kamatsui. Regel is a normal thing for an animal to damage with its thing. As it's walking in the street, what does it do? It kicks. Hane en is a kamatsui. Here, it's a living. When she's squatting and things like that, and kicking, going out of its way to kick, that's different. When you're kicking in this normal way as it's walking, trampling. Regel, as it's walking, that's normal. These items are not so matsui that the animal's going to squat on Kirim or... Intentionally go out of its way to kick something. So that's put in the Kaden category. Because in Kaden, since the damage is not normal, first three times is Tam. Understand? If it's normal, we don't give you three times. First time, by the way, pay. Pay full payments. Only on items that are not so common. So therefore, these are not common. Oh, so, so that's the... Ela, todotem, lav kayotsebahem. Now the Gemara is going back to this question. You told me the Toldot, are they similar or are they not? The Gemara says, they're not. 
Amara papa ahia. She went up papa said the papa answered. Some todot are like them and some todot are not. Which ones are not? Maybe it's some of the ones we just quoted. The subcategories of Kiran. Didn't we just quote Kiran and it's Todot? So maybe you'll tell me that what? The Todot of Kiran are not like Kiran. My Shena Kiran de Kabanotola Azik. Umamonos Minato Aleka. But what is Kiran's properties? Number one, Kabanatado Azik has Kabanat the damage. And what? It's your property. You own it, your money. And you have to watch it. Hani Namir. Kabanatan Azik. Kabanat has it. Mamuncha, it's your property. Ushmatan Aleka. So they were all similar. So therefore, this, these toldot are exactly like the avot. Ela toldot de keren ke keren. Really, the toldot of keren are like keren. Therefore, if an animal gores, or an animal bites, or an animal uh, kicks and squats and pushes all those items over there, the toldot are going to be similar to the avot. <coughs> oh, when did Rapapa say that the daughter are not Kayosebein? Ashen veregel. It's referring to other avot. The av of shen, when an animal eats, and regel, when an animal. See, we're going to have to see it. And how do you know that? Okay, what says? It's not, where does it say shen veregel? Netanya, v'shilah. If you look in the Torah, the Torah says, Ki yav'ed isadeh o kerim v'shilach et be'iro He sent his animal. What is he sent his animal? His animal was sent. He sent his animal in another field. What does what v'shilach mean? So we give it on Torah. Detanya v'shilach zuaregel. Very good. When the Torah says the word v'shilach, it's talking about damaging body feet. The legs. V'chinu omer, we have another person. M'shalheh regel. Hashor v'chamor. It's the leg of the shor v'chamor. M'shalleheh. So you see the word v'shilach is? Regel. Last line. U'bi'ir. It says u'bi'ir b'shilachet. And it damaged in another field. What does b'ir mean? Zuashin. It ate. B'ir means shin. V'chinu omer. K'ashir yiba'il ha'gilal. Ad-tumo. What does this pasuk mean over here? In the Torah it says the word u'bi'ir. I don't know what the word u'bi'ir means. I'll tell you what the word u'bi'ir means. When it damages by... Eating. How do you know this? has got another pasuk that says, Ka'ashir yibar ha'gelal. You know what the word gelal means? One of two things. Gelal can mean from the word galui. Which part of the animal sometimes is uncovered? It's teeth. When it's eating, it's uncovered. So ka'ashir yibar ha'gelal. Like the gelal damages and consumes. What's the gelal? The teeth. Because sometimes they are the galui. Or gelal could mean excrement. Where does the excrement come from? From the food. That the animal eats. So, which means like the animal damages, which creates. Gelal, that's from its teeth. We end here. Regel. When the Torah says word, that's regel. When it says, which we'll write these pesukim out so you can see them. But in your mind, it says the word, that's referring to regel. When it says the word, that's referring to teeth. It seems that these also have toladot. And the toladot are not going to be similar to the avot. But the toladot of Karen are similar to Karen. Baruch Anwar Le'olam. Amen.